This episode of the Lost King Podcast is brought to you by Cultural Misappropriation, Italian done Japanese style. It's me, Mario. Hello and welcome Hello. to another episode Hello. of the Masking Podcast. Ooh, I'm your host, Mr. Toffee. I am your host, Mrs. Dopefire. <laughs> and I am the rotting corpse of Robin Williams. Welcome oh. again to another brand new episode <laughs> of the Last King Podcast. I don't think it's too soon, but it's still too soon. And we anyway. have started always be too soon. For anything. We have started strong <laughs> this episode. Anyway, the reason why I had this high-pitched voice is because let's... I can feel like we should celebrate the time when Mario popped up. I mean, his new game recently came out about a few weeks ago, if I recall. October. The we're talking th- about Mario Odyssey, goddammit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna play, we're gonna talk about Mario just Odyssey. Cut through the bullshit. Yeah. But yeah. I kind of want to just say that you know you guys played a lot of Mario games, right? Like nope. from back. Oh, you did not, Tom. I have the. You o- played the Great Gianna Sisters, I guess. <laughs> The hey, it's not bad, okay. The <laughs> Even the remake was pretty good. I like Steam. the DS one though. The DS one is pretty yeah, okay. cool. Sorry. Okay, Old Man's Corner, pipe the fuck down. The only Mario game I've ever played is Mario Kart 64. Yeah, that's that was good. good. That's that a good, good one. Yeah, On my friend's emulator at I university. would say that is The first still, time they went 3D. That's still the best Rainbow uh, Road. Rainbow Road. Oh, oh yeah. you're talking about the Mario Kart game, right? Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he said Mario Kart 64. Oh, right, right. Mario Kart. Mario. Not yeah. Mario 64. Ah, uh, my bad, my bad. Yeah, but anyway, both are great games, so it's um, all good. I'm yeah. sure they are, but uh, I think I've said it before, but I'll reiterate. I have never owned a Nintendo console. My first ever console was the PlayStation 2, because my parents firmly believed that I should never have a gaming console until they finally gave in to my protestations. Uh, but but you have touched a Mario game here and there, right? Yes, like, I have touched a Mario game. But but then which one were the ones that actually stuck out to your mind? Maybe I like to ask each of you guys like one each. I've played every single one. Every, I've had even every Sunshine? single we'll one. For, yeah, even well, Sunshine and the Paper Mario series. I love oh, yeah, the, Paper the Paper Mario, Mario series. Stuff. Everyone really loves that series. I, like I like Paper Mario on the DS, the 3DS one, which was pretty excellent. That was the one where it's combining. You actually get to create like a giant mecha thing, right, with the paper. I think so, yeah. Or is the one you go into Bowser's inside, or is that another one? No, 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 that's the that's the Mario and RPG Superstar series. Yeah. Okay. So there's so many. As you can tell, there's so many spin-offs from the Mario games. How many Mario games are there? Too many. Official. Officially. Four. Official. Like uh, Super Mario One, Two, Two is not official. Lost Levels. Uh, Okay. There's a lot of the official ones. I'm guessing eighteen-ish. Don't forget, uh, New Super Mario Brothers is considered part of that two D, three D. Long DS, right? Yeah. Okay, okay, officially, like, I would say, like, the true Mario games would be Mario 1, Mario 2 Lost Levels, and what was it, the... the... There's part 3, there's the there's, Mario okay. 2, the US version, the Doki Doki Panic one. The Doki Doki Panic one, which is actually excellent, uh, yeah. but I'll say... Mario World. The best out of the, the OG Mario ser- uh, series is definitely Mario 3. Okay. Releases Mario 2 in the States. Releases Mario 3, actually. Mario, no, Mario 3 Mario 3. Mario, Mario 3 is the best one, it's when they introduce, like, uh... The raccoon tail and the leaf. The raccoon, the tanuki, different tanuki al- suit, yeah. pal- par- and, and there. And then, uh, like the next, and then the thing is, it was basically after that it was uh, Super, Super Mario World. Super basically, Mario World it's like a bigger SNES. version of it, yeah, mm-hmm. which is good okay. stuff, yeah. And then, like the then thing you is, got 64. It, be- it was like basically one Mario game per launch for a while. Yeah. And even like for say Nintendo 64 was Mario 64, and then yeah. nothing else. And then there was the 
GameCube Mario that was Super Mario Sunshine. Which is not bad. It is actually part of the mainstay Mario games. It's not like, like, if you want to compare it to other Mario games, it's one of the weakest ones. But if you want to compare it to video games in general, it's actually pretty it's good. It's pretty good okay. for a standalone. And the basically. thing is, to me, that is the blueprint for what Galaxy would be. It's actually more of a blueprint for Odyssey, believe it or not. Because Galaxy is still level-based. Basically, that hub that you start off with, Rosalina's castle, that's just the open world part. Okay. But the stages are sort of open world. We're talking world, about Odyssey here? No, no, no. Uh, Galaxy, Galaxy. Galaxy. Okay. Then Galaxy 2, same thing, but they cut the bullshit, the castle, and they just went and straight Galaxy to like, shit, ship it all that. Galaxy 2 to me is the best Mario game ever made. Okay. That's the one you have to play. Like, if, you, if you're too new school or you're too young to go back to 2D and pixel art, just start with Galaxy 2. That is the perfect example of any video game ever. I'll see if I can find an emulator somewhere. Every other Mario game has been level based per se. If we're talking open world stuff, Sunshine technically was there, but it actually got expanded in Odyssey. And I would say this, like a lot of people gave a lot of shit to um, Mario Sunshine for being one of the weaker games. I won't say it's weak, it's just different. It's, it's different, yeah. yeah. Like, different but, in a good way. But I would say this, right? There's an, an official Mario game that's total shit, which is uh, Mario Run. Oh yeah, on the mobile devices runner. because that exists and it's it's got the Nintendo seal of approval on it. That is officially the worst Mario. <laughs> Costing if you want to call it the worst, sure. But the it thing is, the but, 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 but they the wheeled out Shigeru Miyamoto to go and promote yeah, it. Yeah, but the payments is basically you just pay for the game. That's it. You're done. Exactly. Then you have to forget about but it. But you have to be problem. always it online for an endless runner. And it's no a, one complains about other games being online. No, no. But here's the thing. You are scratching at the legacy of the Mario, you know. Like that's that's the, 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 the bitter pill to yeah, swallow. Yeah, we don't complain about that in other mobile games because we don't expect as much from other mobile but developers. But you did this to fucking Mario. How could you? Yeah, from a studio which, you know, the game studio has released on average high quality titles since the 80s. Since the beginning of its inception since, in the video uh, game market. Since the reinvention of video games full stop since the NES just say that yeah but I'll be honest like how else can I mean apart from making it a paid game how else can they actually sell this game in that sense no no I've, the mobile runner? Yeah, I the have mobile no runner. issue with being paid up front. in fact it, it's not, they don't need to sell it that's because not, it makes money yeah and it's, that's not the issue I have the issue is that you don't need after you've made initial purchase to keep it always online because there's no uh, leaderboards there's no extra DLC there is actually uh, there is leaderboards well okay fine but it's like the core gameplay does not need to be always online because it's not a multiplayer game. Like there is no need but, to okay, add that bullshit. But here's the thing: is like we're arguing it for it to be a infinite runner as a mobile game. I'm arguing it like as a Mario game. It doesn't have exploration. Mm. It doesn't have secret levels. It doesn't have an amazing like you know. And to be fair, it actually is kind of a copycat from other mobile runner exactly. games like Bit Runner, um, the Rayman Jungle Run game as well. Even like uh, Jungle Run bullshit game, right? Okay, yeah. like Rayman Origins. Now that's, that's a game. That's a game. <laughs> that's fun. No, no, no. But on the phone itself, it's basically a jungle I run. I never played yeah. the, the, the It's phone the same version. thing, basically. You're running automatically. You you're doing timing and jumping and but all that. But here's the thing. Like because run. Nintendo yeah. puts... Thank you. Temple Run. Yes. Oh, Temple Run. Eh, it was fun when it came out. It was alright. Yeah. I, no, for actually, like, Temple Run 2 was pretty decent. Like the Galaxy S6 era. That was like yeah, the yeah. thing to play. As much as I see you guys bringing out pretty good arguments, I'm thinking it from another perspective. Like, how else can they make this if they use a virtual joystick, it's not going to be like a console Mario at all, ever. They could and just not make it. Yeah, that's the thing. That That's an idea. Like The problem is because it exists. Immediately, that there's that one blemish in the Mario Legacy. Well, as someone who's played a lot of shit ton of Mario games back then, I honestly had no problem with that. But again, I can just ignore that. But whatever, if it's there, if I play it, 
I'm not gonna say it's like a crime against humanity, thankfully, because there are probably not, worse other well, worse mobile games with terrible intentions out there. There are also worse things in the world. Like I mean, anyone who calls any any video like, game a crime against humanity, you need to kind of reassess the situation <laughs> yeah. right now. Like actual crimes against humanity. Like yeah, actual, actual crimes. crimes. Like there's genocide happening right now. And but you're the, the way I see it, like, but the way I see it, it's kind of harmless. But let's just go back to like uh, the 3D stuff back then. Like Galaxy was a good. St- was a good game Galaxy to for the Wii surprised Super me. Super Mario 3D Land and 3D World, they tried to play it around with the 3D aspects of it, but it's still that was a isometric. DS series, right? There was a 3DS one called Super Mario 3D Land and a Wii U version called Super Mario 3D World. Which is not bad. Yeah, actually 3D World is really good because it brought back the staple from part 2 where you can okay. play multiple characters. And that's the thing about Mario games in general because it's like, it's either an A plus or at worst B. You B, know, which is a solid B, which is a great game. It's a, it's a solid B, yeah. and the thing is, like, it is, it's strange because then, like, like I said, like when you bring out something like Mario Run, like because it's part of the canon, like, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. There's that, there's that one chink in the armor. But if you like to compare the rest of them as a series, it's like, it's comparing like a masterpiece to another masterpiece. So okay. it's like, yeah, you really can't complain. Yeah. And I would say this, like, the thing about the Mario series in general, and what I love about the Mario games, right, is because like, if Shigeru Miyamoto-san himself. You know, rolls up his sleeves and does the design work and puts like you know puts the code in. Like if you see his touch, right? There's just something. There's just that X factor. That magical touch. That magical touch. You know that that special seasoning that he puts in Mario mm-hmm. games. You know, like especially when you play the first Mario Galaxy, and just like the musical arrangement, the way the levels are designed, just the way the characters are like animated. And how 3D. open the the levels were for each stage and everything. And like. I love the fact that they did that whole um, like you're a like a huge character on a small world and things just rotate around you and then you just see like uh, I would say like the, the thing about Mario games right is like what is like the, the, the most defining thing is the secrets it's mm-hmm. the world everybody says it's about the jumping and the princess no it's not it's about the world you're in it's about finding hidden bricks it's a fi- about finding that, that star that magic mushroom that special sewer pipe that takes you somewhere I think you, I think you are going to love Super Mario Odyssey. This is which is why I'm super hyped for it because yeah. when I looked at it, it's like very seldom a Mario game will disappoint you. You know the Switch is on sale right now in Lazada. And uh, Black Friday like, is along a, the way, yeah, sir. Yeah, <laughs> that too, that too. So now getting back to Super Mario Odyssey, I finished it after maybe less than twenty hours. I oh, think. No, I think less than. Did you get all the stars? No, no, no. Of course not. This is actually it's all just stars. It's moons. the ending oh, I'm talking about bad. is the like one where I finish a game and then now there's actually more shit you can do of no. course like, like like in any mario game anyway so yeah my experiences with it very great game also i'm giving it like a good score like eight out of ten oh wow nine out of ten well, say, you're really getting to the chase aren't you like but, no, 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 but, but, but let me hear me out hear okay, me okay. out okay i mean like, this is not going is... this is not going to be maybe galaxy 2 or even super mario brothers 3 my echelon for like the best mario games ever yeah 10 upon 10 but the thing is it took what made super mario sunshine worked the open-ish aspect of Uh it ditched all the level the level aspect of it where oh after you collect the moon your your special uh your collectible you start over again no you don't you actually continue on from there okay and the level goes on from there so they took all best aspects from different open world games and then just turned it into its own mario game per se so, so I felt like for this year, Nintendo with uh, Breath of the Wild, The Legend of Zelda, and this game, shit, they're dude. really trying their best with the open world concept, and it worked to a T. Okay, um, I have a few questions. How yeah. many loading screens did you encounter? Like, is it Not completely many. seamless? Nothing. There was no loading whatsoever. Everything just, you collect your star, you do the whole celebrating thing with your cap, 
uh, basically you have a magical cap, which I'll explain later, <laughs> and then that's it. You go straight <laughs> to the you you continue on from where you stopped, and then the the level either open up ahead or you have to go backtrack to another area where you can collect more moons and shit. So that's your collectible right now. So instead of stars like in Galaxy Two, you collect moons. Okay. okay yeah. uh, like the little circular, uh, what's the that? Crescent-shaped thing. We yeah. know what moons look like. Okay, <laughs> just check it. Just want to make sure. Just want to make sure. It's either a full pie or a quarter pie, sir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, crescent, crescent. So yeah, uh, you finish. A, you you find a crescent anywhere, like in a hidden spot, or you complete an objective. So the exploration like, is still intact. Ex- exploration has been expanded. Basically, you have to find secrets to find the crescent. So it's bigger and better. Bigger and better, yeah. Bigger, better, better. But there better. are still okay. There are actually some levels where they're just shorter than they should be because they're like more bridging. They're like bridges before you actually get to the bigger part of the level per se. So they're like stopgap. Yeah, stopgap. Okay. We have stopgap levels. We have so many stopgap levels, oh, which that's... means that basically your count for moons to collect get higher per se. Why do you think that is? Like, do you think that they ran out of time or was no, it? No, no, no. Because they built it the way it is. Like. Let's just say um, your one world. Let's say let's. I'm gonna I take the metro world as an example. I would example. say it's more tradition because it's Act One, Act One Two, yep. Act One Three, then boss. But instead of calling it Act One One, yeah. it's all there. It's basically. like a, like a smaller level to give you a taste of what you should do in the. the it's next a oh, big ass okay. hub. So, so basically, like, I think yeah, you got like the rule of Mario is basically the first two lessons, the first two levels train you for the test that is the third level. Sounds like Asimov's rules of So robotics. basically you get your testing thing <laughs> Very, going yeah, on. Almost the, there, there you go. You get your testing thing done at the start of the stage and yeah. then they throw in more shit later then on. You learn as you go. Okay. So yeah, um, I'll bring up one example. Um, New Dog City, I think they call it Metro Kingdom. It's basically New York, but you know, with Mario and enemies coming in. So you got a big ass city to explore. Uh-huh. Like when you first start off, you actually fight like the dark side of, you know, New Dog City. The dark all, side of yeah, New York? Yeah, yeah, basically it's all dark, like lights coming in, you got- So Brooklyn. Basically Brooklyn, <laughs> yeah. So basically oh, you're yeah. fighting tanks, you're fighting random Goombas Excuse me? Random Goombas? Hey, yeah, what Goombas. are you talking about? A Goomba over here! No, no, yeah. no, and then, then, and then, go, go, go back, you said tanks? Yeah, you fight tanks in this game. I, that, that, and you can actually possess these tanks. In fact, that's listen, the whole thing of the mechanic. This is like, a you got Mario a cap, game. We eat mushrooms to get bigger. Nah, good <laughs> All right. Point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I should start with the cap mechanic first. So your cap so actually. So that's the gimmick of this game. Yeah. Basically, it's a project, part projectile and part possession tool. You throw a cap at an enemy without a cap, you can actually take t- take control of him. You dominate them. You dominate them. Yes, that's correct. So the second game this year to have domination mechanics. What's the first one though? Shadow of Walla. I mean, I'm oh, sorry. I thought we were talking in a Mario perspective, like. No, 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 no. no the other games are Mario. Like I'm expanding <laughs> the field somewhere. Ah, right, right, right. So basically, you control the enemy. You get to. No, you, you know, dominate like, them. Dominate them. Dominate them. And you as get to long use as the you don't say possess, stuff. we're fine. <laughs> Right. You, you get to use the tool set and stuff. Like if you possess a up, so dominate. dominate. You dominate a. Uh, Tell me what this is. The, the you, you dominate a hammer brother. You get to throw his hammer. We should just jump call it Mario Nate. Mario Nate. Mario Nate. Like a Mario Nate. Yeah, yeah, Mario Nate. Yeah. 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 Right yeah. 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 And oh, and there's a really cool puzzle where if you marionate a Goomba... <laughs> Look at how that catches on immediately. It sounds ma- so stupid. You marionate a Goomba, <laughs> you jump on a Goomba, you get to, you get to create a uh, tower of Goombas. Tower of what? Goombas? Yeah. Okay. Like, like how they have in so like, like the past So like amongst your games. friends, but without the penises. A tall SC, <laughs> pretty much. 
a tall ass uh, a Goomba tower. <laughs> I'm leaving that reference alone, sir. <laughs> so you form a Goomba tower. You meet up a Goomba girl who's high up in a hill somewhere, and then say you that again. To... A Goomba girl. Yeah, you meet hey, a Goomba girl. Do you marinate this Goomba girl? Tell me what's going on. You don't see. You meet her And if you actually have to correct height, uh, correct number the of Goombas, correct height, you, know, <laughs> you must be this high to <laughs> ride. <laughs> And then you get a moon from that. What an odyssey we are on right now. <laughs> you get a moon from that, basically. So oh, there are many puzzles like that. Yeah. Right. And there'll, there'll also be there'll, there'll actually be other like like uh, boxes or like uh, tiles okay. where uh-huh. they require a number of goombas per per, per tile. Only two goombas. So you have like ten. <laughs> if you have like a tower filled with ten goombas, goombas, then you get to activate a tile and so, get a moon most likely. So it's like the micro box from Ratchet and Clank. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, I never made that. I never put two into yeah. There you go. There we go. Nice reference there, PS2 boy. <laughs> but the whole but the whole point is there are just so many of these little puzzles and nuggets, nuggets. Nuggets. <laughs> you add you, the you nuggets to the marionette. <laughs> hey, what you gonna do? You don't see. You got so many puzzles and secrets to find in this game. It sounds so dirty. I'm gonna marionette your your nuggets tonight. I feel like I'm missing something, but yeah. I think hey, you I see the Goomba it. girl over there? Hey, what you call? <laughs> I feel like I'm missing something, but I think I've explained the gist of it. No, no, you did. The possession, sorry, the marinate, the the marinations, yep, and the jumping, the puzzle, the open world aspect, everything all gels together. I'm. It's really hard for me to find something to hate about this game. Because it's a Mario game. But okay, okay, maybe there's one. Like in a in a particular stage where I have to walk a straight line and a narrow path. I don't know. Maybe it's the way I control the analog and all that. I can't seem to walk a straight line in it. I think that's just an issue because I have that also when I have controllers where because you use the joystick, so sometimes your thumb slips because you're sweating yeah, or yeah. whatever and it's just kind of, you just go, Ooh, and it can be frustrating. I've been playing that section for 15 times and every time I fell down, I just want to just kill someone honestly. Can you just switch to, digi- like, to D-pad? No, no, you cannot. You're d- you, you, ha- you are forced to just play the analog. Oh, so Nintendo's caught up to where everyone else has been for the last nine years in game design. They've always been using analog since I know, but Mario you used 64. to be able to use a D-pad as well, whereas now, nowadays they're used for like other reasons on other games. Apparently there are no other reasons. You, you can't switch back to the D-pad. But you're playing reason. on the traditional uh, switch setup, right? There's no yeah, basically control, uh, control on the left, control on the right. There are so many actions. Have you, you used the motion controls? You have to because uh, you oh gotta... yeah, because there are some mechanics okay. where you have to. Like use when it. you throw a cat, if you want it to home onto an enemy, you have to shake your controller. Or if you want to actually travel faster as an electric bulb or electric Excuse thing, me? you have to actually shake the controller I, I, to travel faster. An electric bulb. Okay, sorry. Um, electric spark. Spark. I was gonna say because I've seen light bulbs, they don't travel very fast. No, 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 no. Okay. Well, you have to shake them, sir. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. And then I'll then be doing a rope my And then life. if you're a um, hey, how many um, do you new If you, if you marinate a centipede, you must what? You actually have to stretch out. If you want to stretch faster, you gotta shake the controller. <laughs> you gotta stretch him out. <laughs> yes, you can. There you go. You gotta shake it and stretch it fast. Mm. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah. I think they don't understand how centipedes work. <laughs> or okay. it, 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 it's, yeah. it's a Mario World centipede, they work differently. Now, here's a question I have. When you have marionated a Goomba, do the other Goombas leave you alone or do they still attack you? They still attack you because they can spot you as a rogue Goomba because you got the mustache and the Mario hat. I feel like they've missed out a real opportunity here where you can like just... stealth? Yeah, like a weird stealth mechanic you have to jump from like hat to hat. Hat to hat? Goomba to Goomba with your hat. 
like in Dishonored. Well, you yeah. kind of can. <laughs> kind of. I mean, like actually, a more wholesome version of Dishonored. Dishonored came out this year also, right? Uh, last, last year, year, last year. Uh, so, Deadly Outside is coming out soon, so you're technically correct. But the way I see it, yeah, That's I mean that, that that Goomba Tower mechanic was kind of integral in puzzle solving and all that. So maybe they skip that part. I would hope so because you know, creating a tower of Goombas sounds like something that you create it and then the level developers say, okay. This is our main focus for now, because that is just too good. Because there are so many other enemies, I'm not going to spoil, where you can possess them, and yeah, it's actually a pretty cool is mechanic there, and a cool level to go through. Is there, there anything you cannot possess? Anything with hats, basically. You cannot possess that. So Princess can, Peach, you can't, because she's wearing a crown. Yeah, pretty much. Can you possess Bowser? I'm not going to say more than that. So. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Dude, oh it's, dear! It's definitely a mechanic in one of the boss fights. Oh, mm. for sure. I mean, in one stage, like in the middle of the game or earlier on, you get to fight Bowser where he throws a hat with like boxing gloves on it. Wait, is this Giant Bowser or is it? It's regular Giant Bowser. Yeah. Regular Giant Bowser. So yeah. it's Galaxy Size Bowser. Uh, Galaxy Size is bigger. I, I, because oh, Galaxy I, Size is planet that. size, right? Okay, or not planet size Bowser. Yeah. Regular Bowser, which is like you okay. know three times taller than Mario. But it's pretty cool, you know. I mean, the whole point is like so many different kind of levels. I mean, even the the your typical lava level is basically a food level with like hot soup as the hot lava area. They really say. missed out a treat when they could have had a marinara sauce. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like I they've just missed the obvious right here. Is there a <sighs> bullshit water level? Um, not really bullshit. You just swim. <laughs> that's it. Oh, and apparently this is one of the Mario games where you can actually die from. You know, staying in water for too long. Oh, what? yeah. Has this been done before? I don't quite remember. Not in Mario, I, I think. But think then so. again, I've not. This is probably Mario the first game then where he needs oxygen. When also, he's water. like Sonic the Hedgehog one. Yeah, but <laughs> if you possess a uh, fish, yeah, you get to you know, stay in underwater forever. And let me guess, the fish has a little mustache as well. Yeah. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah, anything that Mario marionates, yes, he's got a mustache. Oh my God. Also, I saw a picture online which was him at the beach in swimming trunks. You actually get to buy that outfit and it's actually a thousand coins. So how do you feel about Mario's nipples? I mean, don't human beings have nipples? I've seen them before. He's not Are you saying that Mario is not a human before. being? Has he shown nip before? I think maybe. Maybe in a Mario Party game, but yeah, here in so. the main game, nah, first no. time, first time. Oh, and there's actually a special outfit you can buy, a skeleton outfit, skeleton Mario outfit. Guess how much that costs? Everything. Nine 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 coins. Of course. It take ages to farm, dude. Honestly, I mean, you. I mean, there are actually special items. Like, there are actually special purple purple coins in each game in each world. Uh huh. Specific to that level per se. So you have to buy a custom outfit from that particular world, like a samurai outfit in a samurai level, or of course. a uh, mafia outfit in um in a New Dog City, basically. I mean, I don't. But there are actually some stages you have to actually buy these outfits. Because that's the only way you can actually go in through that door. I mean, door. that's one thing I like about Mario games is like, uh, it understands what uh, the end game should be. Yeah. And like, you know, I mean, since the, the very beginning, I mean, I'll even say the beginning. I would say since maybe Mario 64? Maybe Mario 64 and yeah, when when it comes, Galaxy 1 and when 2. It, when it comes to just the collectibles and like for the OCD guys and all of us, right? You gotta play like the difficult versions of a level you've gone through, which is yeah. normal actually. And then yeah. you gotta find those weird secret ones that... Okay. Uh, but I would say like yeah, I mean it adds to the entire Mario experience because things, you can't play a Mario game and not expect to like you know sh look under every single nook and cranny and find every single okay moon. Mm -hmm. That's the currency. Moon, moon, yes, moon. Yeah. Crescents, huh? Yeah. Right there you go, and then like basically yeah, and you want to feel rewarded for it. Like what's the point of collecting all these coins so you can buy costumes? Oh, 
There you go. And the costumes actually do have a purpose in opening certain stages. Oh, really? Yeah. So what does the skeleton do? Uh, not sure yet, but uh, ask me again in about a few months and I'll tell you. A few months? It's going to take you that <laughs> long to farm? Well, there are other games for me to play, so uh, yeah. 999. And there's life, so yeah, 9999, yeah. Well, 9999. Yes, yeah. It's over 9000, Shafiq. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Easy reference for you there. Know, there you go. But anyway, um, I feel that maybe the sequel for this game, like if they bring in Yoshi most likely, it might turn out to be a better game, like how Mario Galaxy 1 became a better game because of part 2, I guess. But for now, Odyssey, I guess it gets my seal appro approval for this year because, again, a nice way of, you know, getting back into like a Mario game basically and not in the more atypical way like, you know, stages and lives and whatnot. When you die, you just lose a few coins, that's it. Oh, so they finally decided that... They're ditching away the life system. Which was the most bullshit holdover from the arcade yeah. system. Finally, they took it out. I mean, obviously you start at check checkpoints and yeah, sometimes the checkpoint can be few and far between per se. But that's meant to be adding to the challenge, right? I mean, Well, I mean, I have no problem with sparse checkpoints. I mean, that's in almost every modern shooter as well. There you go, yeah. So... so. I, I hope I convince you, Shafiq, to buy it. Or I'm buy just going to buy it, you know, based on tradition, you know. Because, like, here's the thing is, Black Friday is on the way. I still haven't gotten my Switch yet. Okay, I've been holding off uh, from Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yep. You know, like, uh, Metroid Prime was announced. I know just a, like a title screen. But it's like, now that there's a Mario game that exists out there, yo, yeah, I have a reason to buy a Switch. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And, like, how much is it again? 589 last time I checked. And it's probably cheaper if you get it for Black Friday, who knows? Yeah, it might be even cheaper. Yeah, I'm keeping an eye on it. I'm keeping an eye on it too. Yeah. Now would be the best time to get a Switch, especially if you're a JRPG guy, because um, Xenoblade 2 is coming out December 2nd, I believe. But then there are other games to buy, Splatoon 2 and those games you mentioned. I mean, yeah, they're definitely a solid five good games out now Yo, for the Switch. Doom's coming on the Switch. Really? I don't know how I feel about that. And anything. if you like 2D shooters, Cinemora came out on Nintendo Switch from the same guys that and Punishment, FYI. I mean, I'm just a bit That like, sounds kinky. Wait, is there going to be a Castlevania? No, right? They've uh, only announced the Metroid. Maybe, maybe. No, no, Castlevania they have game. a confirmed Zelda and they have the, a confirmed Mario. Yeah, but, yeah. but uh, Castlevania is Capcom, no? So, no, Konami, Konami. Oh, uh, well, fuck Konami. Like, then <laughs> you can't just have to do anything. Well, they did. Bloodstain, give us an might, Bloodstain might be on uh, Switch, maybe. Yo. Double check. We'll have to double check that. I think it has to be on Switch because, like. I know it's on PC, so. But it depends but it's not out yet, right? No, no, no. It can be soon, tricky soon. sometimes if a, a third party to get through Nintendo's bullshit to maybe. get yourself published. No, but the thing is, this is, these are the guys who did Symphony of the Night, so you have the clout to just literally say, hey, we want to be on the Switch. We did Symphony of the yeah, Night. Remember the last time we had clout created uh, Mighty Number no. 9, so I'm kind of wary about Yeah, but KG Inafune is literally losing it. And then, like, the thing is, right, I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm sorry, dude, your time has come. Then there's, He like, lost it in between the Kickstarter. Yeah, Yu Suzuki, like, with, like, what he was trying Shenmue to promise with Shenmue. Four, right? Three. Oh, three, sorry, three. Yeah. And wow, it's I like, really? And then, like, over the other horizon, speaking of Konami, like Hideo Kojima, like, what are you doing? What are you making? What? Why are we supposed to be excited? We have no idea what you're doing. You spend way too much time on Twitter, Mr. Kojima, sir. That's why I'm glad we... I think we... he just discovered, and I think his English has now improved to the point where it's like, I love doing this. And I think also, Guillermo Toro is a bad influence. And like, Because yeah, that dude also spends too much time on Twitter. And I'm like, he's of... just having fun talking to like movie stories. Yeah, 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 he's just like, oh, I love this film because like he's become a movie reviewer. It's like, stop doing that. And finish your damn game. <laughs> 
Well, anyway, I'm kind of glad we have guys like Shigeru Miyamoto and uh, H, i.e. the guy who did Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, you know, doing these still on Nintendo, still making great games, not worried about PR, hopefully yeah, not. Yeah, that's the thing, is like, I love the fact that the old school Nintendo guys, especially since after Mr. Iwata-san died, oh, and, like, yeah. none of them left. They yeah. stuck around. They're oh, true yeah, to... Yeah. There's the, some serious company, well, it is a Japanese it's company. It's a Japanese company, true, yeah. sir, but it's like, also, you have to understand, it's like, despite all that, they are still persevering and pushing forward. Because the thing is, right, to me, the Switch feels more like too little too late. Because yeah. finally, we're joining the modern console. Too little too late, it just came out this year. No, no, no. You say that when it's like after two, three Listen years. Listen to me. Okay, what I'm saying is this, like, when the Wii came out, it was like, oh, we're just a humble, small, little, cute little product right. going against these HD monsters. Oh, yeah. And then, like, they did it. They, they, they swallowed their pride and said, okay, yeah, we know it's a gimmick. Sorry for the shovelware. Here's the Wii U. Oh god, and that was even uh, worse. That was that was a bad marketing. Idea. And the thing is, like, that was Iwata-san's final project. And the thing is, oh. he left the world. He left us with that. And the thing is, like, we still forgave him for that. Okay, you bought a, a Wii U. Yeah, yeah. And like, like what I'm saying is, like, everybody was thinking, okay, this is the death knell for Nintendo. No, fuck no. It's fucking Nintendo. They are the ones who like are will always be around. Yeah. yeah. Like I, right yeah. now, to me, Microsoft, like especially with all the bullshit that's coming out with the Xbox One X. Oh no, Microsoft is safe. Sony is the one where I'm sure that they. Sony is fine. Look at the amazing. Yeah, yeah. but everything else about them is tanking. Like the only thing that's keeping them alive is the gaming division. And that's all we care about. No, yeah. I know, but I give a shit about the Bravias and the like. The, yeah. The, the, the camcorder bullshit and the propriety. and their movie studios are just like. Yeah, well, they are definitely gonna give Tom Hardy the role of the lifetime as Venom, mm -hmm. where he won't have his face seen again. Mm -hmm. For the fourth time, I'm now. trying to imagine full, full outfit, full symbiote. Hello, I'm uh, Venom. I'm here to, to take over your body. Uh, I hate Peter Parker. Yeah. But even yeah. when you bring up Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo, I still want these guys around. I would say, no, the know? thing is, as game divisions, like, I like the fact that it's a trifecta. Yeah. Like, you have to understand, like, back in the day for, like, when we were in, like, say, the 90s, oh, yeah, yeah. it's just Sega and Nintendo. Yeah. And it's like, one shall stand, one must fall. And then when Sega died, went the way of the dinosaurs, and all of a sudden, like, you know, like, oh, PlayStation, and then Xbox. And then, yeah. like, it's nice that there's three. Yeah. Because then it's like it's basically the perfect game of rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. One guy neutralizes the other. So to me right now it's a checks and balances system pretty much. Exactly. Because then you have the option. As a consumer we all win out because it's like if you're still holding out about buying a PS4 or like an Xbox One X, but then like you look at Nintendo, it's like, hey, quality system, quality products. Sure. Not like maybe shovelware might happen. I am not gonna say anything. Too mm, early. Knows, Apparently arms is already by but ARMS is pretty good. <laughs> I'm surprised. It's, it's gonna have some shelf life once Evil Two Thousand uh, Evil Japan happens. I they're think featuring so. That game, no, yeah. but I think it's like there's there there'll there'll definitely be something about that game that once a pro player or like guy takes it to the lab and figures something out and it's like uh, nobody expected like Smash Brothers to be what it is. Yeah, and then it and then look at it. It's like one of the most technical fighting games ever. And yeah, it, it really got popular. One of the it got popular because somebody had to figure it. Out. I yeah. can't understand that. Smash? Well, just that it became technically proficient, like as a. Roller. If you have one the on one thing without items, the level of reflex and the yeah. level of cancelling you need to perform, especially on a, on a game where you can literally just fall off the map. You know, yeah. there's a lot of things going on in your oh, game. That would make me so angry. <laughs> but you can play as a party game, so. But that's you can fine, play as a party yeah. game, and it's still fine. No, it's a, you can play as a party game if you don't want to be friends with that group of people anymore. Yeah. But there's always that one guy yeah. <laughs> who knows what he's doing. Like, just like Mario Party was designed by people who don't know what parties are meant to be. 
I would say like for the latest like Smash, which one was it? Uh, uh Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. That's what they call the it. The one with Bayonetta. Yeah, that's like the, the one. Most that's broken the one. character of all. Bayonetta, time. Cloud, <laughs> Ryu inside. Like, actually, you, you, I'm, actually, I'm surprised they have. I mean, they haven't announced anything, any ideas to port that over on the Switch, or maybe they will. You know what I'm looking forward to first before you do the brawl of Smash or whatever. Where is our Mario Kart for Switch? Let's go Mario Kart 8, which is actually the Wii U no, version no, no. anyway. I'm saying, where is the real Mario Kart for Switch? Oh, so Mario Give Kart them two years. Give them yeah. two years. Two years. No, they thing they is, gotta announce new things, and then the next following year, would, then they'll have a new Mario Kart. I would say this right: the Mario Kart series is to me way better than Gran Turismo, way better than Need for Speed, way better than Forza. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait and whoa, Mario Kart whoa, 8 whoa. kicks ass. Mario Kart as a racing game, as a competitive racing game, as a party racing game, yo. <laughs> you can't beat it. Can I mean, the only game that comes close is probably either Can Burnout. Can you turn off rubber bending? Yes. But that's not the point. <laughs> that's exactly I mean, the, 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 the racing game that comes close to that is maybe Burnout Paradise, yeah. Burnout okay. 3, or even Forza Horizon I would say Burnout Takedown. Or Spare Second. Second. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Look at how we tangent off from Mario games. Eh? But that, that's the thing. That's the um, that's the beauty of Mario. He, that's the influence he has. can yeah. be on anything from a racing game, a fighting multi game. multi-tentacled spaghetti monster in the center of the universe. And it works somehow. Spaghetti monster. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Not the flying spaghetti monster. I, I'm else. keeping with the theme. La. I mean, you Deep know, references right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've marionated enough. Yep, yep. About so Mario you, I already gave my rating like... Probably an 8.5 out of 10. Probably 8.5 out of 10. No, you've increased it. It was 8 at first. Oh, eight, 8. Yeah. 5. It just eight, keeps nine. getting better the more you play it or talk about like, it. The more huh? you think about it, like, no, yeah. Series going to be 11 out of 10. <laughs> maybe, maybe. We have to have a new review system. It transcends gaming itself. I can't say it's better than Part 3 or Galaxy 2, to be fair. But it's still a great game. Okay. So that's why I gave it like 8, 9 in between. 8, la, basically. But I was well, saying, like, 8's like, still good. I yeah. think, tell you what. Let's just say this once and for all. Mario Odyssey is the best Mario game on the Switch. For this year, for this year. <laughs> <laughs> that's the dude, that's not saying much. That's not being fair, right? You know, it's the it's the it's the best recent 3D release, Mario game. Unless they release another one, then it'll be the best of one of two Mario games. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if, if they have an Odyssey two with Yoshi inside, that's probably confirmed ten already. Yeah, I guess so. No, no, with the same is, level structure, no, no, everything. No, no. They're they're clever. They 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 like we didn't expect there to be a Galaxy two, and then all of a sudden it just popped <laughs> yeah. up. It's like, oh, by the way, there's a sequel to Galaxy. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Odyssey 2, bring in the Koopa Kids with Bowser Jr. as bosses and shit. Hey, that, that's gonna be a solid 10 already. That would right probably there. be like maybe three years from now when like the Switch is like, you know, the sales are starting to decline and hey, here's a reason to buy it. Yep. <laughs> the way sales are going, I think that only the client wants everyone has one already. No, it's like, like, let's get a second one. <laughs> and the thing is, like, they released it just in time for Black Friday and Christmas. Yes, so yeah. it's basically everybody's gonna own a Switch this year. Yeah, yeah I'll say that. It's also, uh, here's a little nice tidbit. Apparently, the Donkey Kong Damsel in Distress Pauline ends up becoming the mayor of New Dong City and somehow can sing and form a whole ensemble band or some shit. Wait, this is the original Those two yeah, skills Pauline. are not aligned at all. No, I want to know not. what the fuck is going okay, on. Okay, apparently, actions. every year they have a celebration about like the history of New Dong City. So, Mario gets transported to a 2D wall per se and then goes through a bunch of Donkey Kong inspired levels. With the barrels and shit. And she oh. ends up being the old singing, old dancing mayor of New Donk City. Yeah, pretty much. Well, more qualified than Trump. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So with that said, <laughs> okay, we've ended the Odyssey, the Mario Odyssey. Okay, a strong... And then we're going to go to the origins. Then we're going to go from O to O. From an Odyssey 
to the Origins. Hey, We're going to be talking yeah. about my full-ish review of Assassin's Creed Origins after the break. Yes. And so we'll be right back. Hey, Last King fans. Glad to know that you're still with us here on Season 3. And also, um, along the lines of Season 3, the Apple iPhone 10 just released? And of course, with your brand new devices, with your brand new iTunes and your brand new Apple Podcasts, what better way than to fill up your brand new device with some amazing Last King goodness, okay? So don't forget to resubscribe to us here on uh, iTunes and also leave a review. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear, okay? Here are your friends of the Last King Podcast. And as always, stay sexy. <music> Back. I don't know why I sounded so gasping. Hey everybody, welcome hey. back to the second segment of the Last King Podcast. We're gonna be here. Swiftly moving over. Swiftly moving. moving. Okay, rounding up the Odyssey from the first segment, we're it's going me. Hello. to the origin. Go away, Mario. No one likes you anymore. It's yeah. me. Bye bye. <laughs> It's me, a biker. <laughs> no, no, anyway, bike. Anyway, I'm gonna a princess peach from the Bowser. Shut right. up, Mario. <laughs> Jesus Get Christ. back in your sewer pipe. Anyway, who says says welcome that man? Hmm, that's true. So yes, we're gonna be talking about uh, a game that we touched on previously. Yeah, last statistical? week. Last week. Okay, there you go. So we uh, started on SS Creed. SS Creed. SS in Creed. Assassin's Creed. Origins. The origin of the S Creed. The origin of the hash. How it all began. Yes. That's a John reference. Very good. But no, that is. That's like that's that, an Ubisoft reference. No, that's a Wayne's World reference. Um, anyway, that, this is this is Assassin's Creed number 10? 11? 11. 11, right? Yeah, 11. I, I There's been 11 there of these are so many of these damn things, not counting the spin offs, my Not including the mobile games, the 2D platformers. Not counting the R series with Revelation, Reparation. No, no, we actually no, counted that. Yeah. We included those, but. Reconstructions. Renovations? Assassin's Creed's rogue, renovations. Rogue. Where would you like this st- chandelier? There's a guy hiding up there. <laughs> just Assassin's Creed. This is perfect for game. your stabbing needs. Thank you very oh much. Oh my god. I'll so there's so many damn games here right now, like from the time when it was set during the Crusades. Like the first the Assassin's Creed came out when? 2007. Seven. Seven. Seven was the first one. So it's been eight, no, ten years. This is the decade. Yeah, yeah. a decade of Assassin's Creed. So. It took them 10 years and 11 games, counting, have they finally got got it right? Well, let's see. <laughs> That's what we need to know. That's debatable to say Because people least. have been wondering. You know? So, full disclosure, I've played the first six games. Jesus Christ, I found this. It feels so weird to say. This is a young <laughs> series and I've played six of these motherfuckers. The last game I played was Black we Flag. We just talked about Black Flag. Mario, sir. I know. A game that's been around since 82. <laughs> Yeah, and there's almost the same number of games. And they're all quality. Yeah. So, Assassin's Creed. From so, the- last game I played was Black Flag, which was an excellent game. A fantastic pirate game, really good mechanics. Amazing Not- water effects done by the studio of uh, U- uh, Ubisoft. Yeah, I mean, Singapore. Singapore. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to our friends there. The naval combat's all done by Singapore. Oh, that was all of it. definitely a really gorgeous part of that game. But it wasn't necessarily an Assassin's Creed game. And then Unity was apparently fine. Gameplay-wise, but just graphically shat the bed. It actually tried to go back to basics in terms of like stabbing people. But it pulled some bullshit with the online stuff. 
Yeah, from my opinion. Yeah, it's always online. Is that the problem? Something like that, and it was also some. I think it was the or the, the origins of uh, microtransactions in there as well. Yeah, yeah. And then Syndicate. I don't know. Everyone just kind of was like meh. It was a meh game actually. Like as soon as they introduced like the grappling hook system, it's like. I don't know if I should be playing this game anymore. Where like, like I can take the easy way out. Basically, because of the bad taste left by the previous game. I think so, and also because there's been an Assassin's Creed game every year. To be fair, the whole setting was fine. I mean, the two well, characters. Well, the in London is. Uh, Evie and. Oh, was it Evie? Okay. Who the, the fucking two, cares? Yeah, the, the, the brother and sister combo. They're pretty cool, but that's it. That's it. Nothing else stands out for me. Yeah. For so this. after that, they took a what was it, two a year, year break? plus break per se. Yeah, last Assassin's Creed game was two years ago. 2015. 2015 yeah. yeah. Which one was that? Syndicate. Okay. So 2016 was actually the way paved the way for the movie, and the less said about it, the better. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. And then now we have a new Assassin's Creed game for this year. Yeah. And so this is the new one, and it's purporting to say where the assassins origin. Assassin uh, where group, it all began where they really began and it turns out to be a group I'm not sure if this is actually a group that existed but a group called the Magi who were kind of like a special police force in ancient Egypt and so the forces of good kind of yeah yeah and For the Pharaoh I guess yeah, mm. yeah actually yeah that's right and you play as Bayek the last Magi and I guess the rest were killed off I they never really explained what happened to them. I guess they just kind of died off because there was a regime change in Egypt, which they kind of reference. <laughs> and you start off pretty immediate res with this game. Okay. Like the first thing you see is the guy Bayek. He is beating this guy to a bloody pulp, and he starts scratching a tattoo out of his arm with a knife. He's holding this mask thing, and he catches a knife which is thrown at him. Mm -hmm. And then he said, shouts something and stabs the guy with the uh, mask. It's pretty like this dude is not fucking around okay. he's angry like oh jesus but did you do anything to establish its connection to the previous games or? uh not a beginning but it it gets to that later okay and then you know you slowly make your way out then you go to the first level and that's like the the place where you learn how everything works you learn combat you learn about the various tools you have so tutorials how to use the eagle to spot things yeah. basically and can i say that eagle is fantastic you have an eagle called sinu Mm -hmm. And she's really quite cute. Uh, she's a godsend, basically, and, in this oh, game. Oh, she's great. And um, I I think she's immortal. I'm not sure. Because um, she's always there in the in the environment. She's always just flying around. So if you look up, you will see her flying around. Like Tails in the Sonic games. Kind of. Except <laughs> this, this character can hurt. This Tails can harass people in front of you. And yeah, that's a, that's a later thing. People. So, like, what's that girl's name? Rima Ruru from Samurai Showdown? Uh, I think you're talking a Nakururu. Nakururu, Nakururu. the sister. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I get that reference. <laughs> anyway, um, she replaces. She had an eagle. <laughs> or a falcon. I can't she re she replaces the eagle vision, which was something they had in every other Assassin's Creed game. You know so where it's an actual eagle. Where yes. everything goes blue. But yeah, instead, the blue, the blue. instead, you, which is Batman detective vision. So instead, you do this weird like warg thing where you're able to look through the eyes of your. Uh, Falcon, Hawk, not uh, sure. Eagle, I guess. Yeah. Eagle, yes. And um, it's pretty useful because you can uh, uh, find objectives, and that's a thing you have to use always, mainly in your story missions, where you have to find an objective. Like it says, generally, this is where it is. Get Senu to find exactly where it is, and then you can go and find the thing. And tag enemies if you you're tag infiltrating enemies, a place. You, you tag like, basically in like the balloon system in the Mad Max game, where you have to unlock 
parts of the map to show you what to do. It's next. basically going back to Far Cry where you actually take out your binoculars and just tag people. It is actually. Except a bird does it. I you. think it's the same mechanic as they use in the fight because remember it's the same studio. Yeah. But they probably just kind of shifted the angle somewhat. And I think it's the same engine. I'm not, sure. Uh, not too sure, no, no. I think no, it was the Havoc engine, right? I don't uh, know Dunia, Dunia engine. No, they're, oh, they, they s they're still using Havoc. For, Far Cry? for the physics, but yeah. the actual engine, I'm not too sure. I yet. think it's a proprietary one, which I'm not sure about. But anyway, and um, so you learn all that, and then you actually go into the main game. And this game is fucking massive. I mean, Jesus Christ. It, I've been playing this game for about 30 hours now. And I have only uncovered half of the map. And if you start from the very top down to the very bottom, it'd take you probably 15 minutes real time. Just to run through the whole thing? Yeah, and that's on horseback, or you can take um, a boat because you're on the Nile. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's huge, and it's seamless as well. Like, it is one particular thing where you only have loading screens when you go into a mission, or if you go if you go through a door, or if you die, obviously. Or if you go back to your real life soul for some shit. Because don't, don't forget it's an Assassin's Creed oh, game. Oh yeah, you have, that, that you have that contemporary animus shit. Going on, contemporary yeah. animus shit. Like, it's not as bad as it was during the Desmond days. Like, I was never a fan of Desmond. <laughs> I, I don't think any of us were. Oh no, people hardcore loved that man, but he was always quite bland, kind of boring. Now you have this female um, protagonist called Leila Hassan. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if she's meant to be Egyptian or maybe she's like Syrian or something else, but she's American with that kind of ancestry. And she has a sub-story about her relationship with Abstergo, who are the main villains, who are the Templars in Actually, that's games. how it works, right? You need to have some sort of ancestry in order to be able to tap oh, no, their memories. It's, it's different here. Like, this is something which is revealed later in the game, where she was able to break that. So she can just take anyone's memories and start dicking around with them in the past. So she can really jump into Altair's mind or something. If she wanted to, yeah. Like, mm. like, I think she's the first one where she doesn't have to do that. But they weren't very clear in uh, 4, 5 and 6 as far as I'm aware. That... 4, 5 and 6, you're just basically a regular person who happens to get into the Animus as a researcher and whatnot. Yeah. And then there's a story right there linking to that. But it doesn't actually detract from your experience, thank Yeah, I mean, this is... I. Sometimes it forces you out for some story beats, but most of the time you can completely ignore it. Yeah. Which is good because it is a little bit dull. Like, to be honest, I like the new character, Bayek. Yeah, Bayek is cool. Because I've played a little bit of the game for now, like about 10 hours or so, after yeah. finishing my Odyssey, and so far I kind of like uh, Bayek and his wife, which we can explain much later. Oh yeah, yeah. Does uh, he speak in hieroglyphics? No, he has what sounds a lot- back to other asterisks. <laughs> He has a bit of a weird accent because sometimes it sounds proper African, sometimes it sounds a bit Jamaican. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's half, yeah, half, 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 it's, half, yeah. It goes yeah, on a, it, it just sounds cool. <laughs> it goes a bit on like that journey sometimes. But he speaks English mostly. Oh, it's all English, but sometimes mm -hmm. they do the thing where they sometimes slip into another language. Well, so he uses... For them to say like, you know, eyeball, eyeball, girl standing sideways, Like the, uh, the Asterix comics. Yes, the yes. Asterix yes. Comics. that's what I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> that's still one of my favourite comics. Um, but no, what I like about him is that you, know, you think that he's driven by rage, and for the most part he is, but he's still able to, like, you know, he actually cracks pretty good jokes. Yes, he does. He's pretty yeah. charismatic. He's almost Ezio levels of swaggery. Really? Yeah, but he's not a ladies' man. He is fanatically devoted to his wife. So he's probably, but the thing is, if you want to be really accurate, he's probably a eunuch. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, well, he like had the a, original SS. He had a son, so. Uh, so before he joined. <laughs> well, no, because this is this is not the assassins. This is something else. Okay. But like, there's also he's really good with kids, which is a weird thing to notice in a game like this. But 
you can tell like they made a very hard cut between like how he talks to adults and how he talks to kids and it feels like a real person is doing these things like mm. the script writing in this game is pretty good and for the most part the voice acting matches up like mm. the guy who does bike does a great job Aya their wife also a fantastic job Cleopatra eh. I gotta hear more Cleopatra yeah the and is this the 14 year old Cleopatra or the... no this is a uh, proper like mid-teens she got thrown out of this is I don't the, know, this is the Elizabeth Taylor Marquette no not there, not there not this there. is just before Caesar uh, Cleopatra uh, before Caesar because so just murder her brother or something uh, well Actually, that's the main uh, plot point of uh, the game, like fighting between Ptolemy and her. So you're actually working for Ptolemy. No, you're not working for Ptolemy, you're working for Cleopatra. Cleopatra, yes. You're working for Cleopatra against Ptolemy. And they really explored a dynamic, which I'm sure was a big thing at the time, because for the last 200, 300 years in this period of time, the upper class of Egypt were all Greek. So the royal family, the pharaohs were all Greek, all the big landowners, all the military this is officers. before the Roman invasion. Yeah, yeah this is yeah. just before it became a Roman dominion. And so you have this kind of friction between obviously Greek characters and uh, Egyptian characters. Mm -hmm. Like the accents different, the gods they reference are different, like the language they speak. And the Greeks definitely treat a lot of Egyptians with kind of disdain, like a kind of, oh, you're kind of subhuman like there's definitely a racist undertones in a lot of what's going on oh one really cool thing about i mean not cooler i mean From, more, yeah. more, more one little yeah, tidbit about that cool. yeah it's not cool one, <laughs> one tidbit about that that accentuates it was um when bayek actually met his childhood friend who races the chariots oh he changed yeah. his name from from his old village name oh to yeah that's name right because he wants to be upper class and stuff oh yeah he like ben hur yeah in a way yes. <laughs> kind of he drops it because he said no one will take me seriously yeah and then uh, bayek was and bayek saying, was like bitching to him yeah, like you've forgotten do your shit, name yeah. you've forgotten your homeland but uh, that ties into another thing i wanted to bring about the side missions are like there are a lot of them and they do repeat themselves a little bit in terms of what you have to do but they are very well written and narratively really weave well into the wider exploration of what's going on in the game. I feel that when I was actually trying out the few side, the side missions, like when you find this guy who was thrown away by a tax collector or some shit. Oh yeah. Not, yeah, that's cool. And they always, I reference the main big bad you're trying to kill. Like there's always like, oh, this person has done this. And so you feel like you are just generally undermining this person before you go back to the main mission. Yeah, yeah. But later on, there's some really interesting stuff which comes along. Like there's uh, one uh, area where you have to talk down a woman from committing suicide because she lost her husband and there's a little bit of combat but it's mainly about you know by standing there listening talking then you have to go get the heron feather because there's some religious symbolism to it and you have to come back and then you have to escort her down to the docks and it's just exploring the character a little bit kind of like the walk-in talking dialogue from uh, half-life mm -hmm. a little bit and, um, so basically the NPCs just open up the world for you. A little bit, and this world feels very, very almost real. I mean, obviously scale-wise, they have to shut it down a little bit, because otherwise you have to write for literal days between Alexandria and Giza. But it's... I mean, like, the thing is, like, what we can say about the Assassin's Creed games, like, besides the... I mean, not the total historical accuracy, right? Right, obviously. No. But like, you know, the attention to detail. I mean, oh, that's absolutely. what it was like famous for. And also, basically, it's attention to immersion, mm -hmm. in a sense. And this is where you feel like you are living in ancient Egypt, in terms of the dress, the way people talk. And you can definitely tell that Egypt has been around for a long goddamn time. 
Oh yeah, cradle of civilization. Yeah, because right at this point, when you go to the pyramids, like the pyramids are already three thousand years old at the time of playing the game. They're already ancient monuments in this game's timeline. Oh really? Yeah, like especially the Great Pyramid that was built before the wheel are was they invented. Pure white or are they? The top half, like the bottom half, has already started being taken oh, away. Okay, I see. And there's, like, you do have to deal with grave robbers who are bullshit, by the way. <laughs> what? Well, they just up. appear out of nowhere, is it? Like, I'll get into that later, but... Even I, more than the Nile Crocodile. Mm, and the hippos. <laughs> okay, slowly, yeah. slowly let's unravel. <laughs> Fucking hippos. Uh, even when you go to little villages, to farms, everything feels like they paid a lot of attention to what it would have looked like in a day-to-day -day life of the average Egyptian living at this time. Mm -hmm. And you can tell the difference between you know a date farmer on the Nile with a scribe living in Crocodilopolis, or a magistrate living in Philadelphia. Or, you know, how Alexandria feels so different from uh, Memphis. Mm -hmm. uh, everything feels really unique, which is hard because, you know, Egypt is all desert and what and water. So to make it feel like every place is unique, you know, hats off to the designers. Like, that is really good. Not completely perfect. There are some bugs. Really? Oh, this is pretty normal for open world like, games. Like, one time, definitely. yeah, one time I was just walking along and a boat just appeared and broke in front of me. <laughs> Yeah, it happens. Yeah, and also pathing can be a bit odd. Like there was one I mean, thing. You played Far Cry games, right? Yeah. yeah. That, that random scene where a jeep yes. flips over because, it, like, it ran into a. I mean, if you play a Grand Theft Auto game or an open world game, this stuff. Happens. Or like something kind of fits past the geometry and it just kind of flips upside down. <laughs> yeah. Or like um, but it's weird because people have different animations when they're walking, but not when they're doing anything else. So I was accompanying this one woman on a other side mission and. She had a different walk to bike. Bike was like a kind of standard, ma you know, manly, like big strut. And she was walking very daintily with her hands at her side. She was kind of like strutting a little bit mm -hmm. until the way I walked forced her over a pot. And so she did a massive parkour expert, like, woo! And just like walking daintily again. Like, what the hell did this come from? Basically, similar to the swing trick from Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, pretty much. There you go. And so that part, like, and let's just move on to something which. I have more mixed feelings about which is the combat the yes. combat is probably the best it has been in a uh, Assassin's Creed game because it feels more like they've actually paid attention to how people fight so you have light attack heavy attack I would say they paid they more attention to other games well. uh, yeah. If, yeah. it feels almost like Dark Souls levels of attention to detail in terms of like combat I mean you're actually attacking with your trigger buttons that's one similarity there yeah exactly and also like, there's a parry system and also, if you're fighting more than three people, it gets tough. Like, oh, it's can... so fucked up when that happens, honestly. Yeah, and you can uh. dodge with limited stamina, but I don't know whether it's the mouse and keyboard input, which is a bit laggy sometimes, but sometimes I would press it and nothing would happen. And I'd get... use on PC, right? On PC, yeah. yeah. And there'd be some bullshit times where i die because, like, oh, you didn't dodge. And so suddenly this guy who is the same level as you, but is able to... One-shot you. One-shot you, it's like... <laughs> Literally, I was at two bars of health. I got insta killed by a low level dude. Like, but your back is facing the guy, right? You get double no, damage. No, he was he was there. He was I, I was pressing parry. It's like, oh, you can't parry this time. Why? Because I say so. Because huh. because it's an Assassin's Creed game. They really wanted to just run away. And I know, away. I know. But it's just like, 
it's it's frustrating because I think it's because of the fact that like it's a new fight like combat system. The it's combat like, system. Yeah, right. It's not it's not completely well patched out, and also the combat I, system feels more as tailored for like two three like skirmishes rather than like big all fights like what you see in part two. I in suppose, Revelations. but yeah. even then, sometimes it feels like I had to follow cheese mechanics to win, like tactics which would work in every other enemy type of that type wouldn't work on this particular one because we said so it's like okay fine so i'll switch to my warrior bow and just like the equivalent of using a shotgun with a bow it's like boom boom <laughs> yeah. like there are bows you can get where you shoot five arrows in one go okay so it's like <coughs> die bitch you, you got the machine just... gun bow as well i mean which is basically the light yeah right? it just legal last your way out of any situation oh, yeah, and yeah. there's an, my favorite bow the predator bow yes where you can get a skill where you can control the arrow once you shoot it. Oh, that's what's shown in the trailer for Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's actually more fun than it sounds. Oh, it's great fun, <laughs> yeah. especially when... Uh... Can it go around corners and shit? Yeah. Yes. Like, one time... Wow. No, one time I missed, I was like, oh shit. So I had to turn it, I was at a tree, I had to go I'd up the tree and back down again and hit the guy. But it runs out of steam after a while, like, it doesn't go on forever. Now yeah. that would be funny. There's a bit of a bug where if I'm actually pointing it to the ground, it will miss, but if it somehow Aims, if it aims like just forward or at least upwards, it will hit for some yeah, reason. Yeah, it's, it's a bit weird. And also, uh, another thing which they've done a lot with is fire. They love fire. I'm actually a bit worried about the people they have hired in Ubisoft. I think... Pyromaniacs They definitely have the pyromaniacs because the fire effects, they're very like, extensive, very low poly. Like, they're one of the weird... I have ultra settings on all of my graphics, but the fire looks like shit you would get in the early 2000s. So basically, it's just like a decal floating in yeah. space. <laughs> I actually, I got took a screenshot where yeah, there's this uh, this kiln where someone's breaking bed. The kiln is beautifully detailed, where you can see the scuff marks on the bricks. You can see all the burn marks, mm -hmm. all the grooves. But then you look in the fire, and it looks like a low low poly uh, gif. Is it like? Wait, I think the best reference would be. Like the flowers in Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> like when you look at it, oh hey, it's just this flat thing. Yeah, yeah. when you look around, like, oh, it's a 2D image. It's like this cardboard cutout yeah. like, in the middle of this amazing world. Like, <sighs> it's like a monthly they, 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 they gotta spend the budget somewhere. And yeah, if you spend too long looking at the actual butterflies. It's, it's only a model. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, but like, also, another thing I want to talk about the fire is that sometimes they're a bit too keen about it. I. There's this one side mission where you have to light fires. Mm -hmm. Maybe you sign clue too close to the fire trying to light. You set yourself on fire. You oh can do that. Yes. And it does a lot of damage. And you have to try and stop, drop, and roll. That's the only way to put it out. But to do the stop, drop, and roll, you have to press down the button to do your dodging. But the dodging only makes you roll one in five times. So you're basically like, ha, 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 roll. Yeah, you have to do it like and three times or two times. You have to hold the button. Yeah. Couldn't you just run and jump into the Nile? If there is. I was a long way from the Nile. <laughs> like, there wasn't even a paddling pool. It's oh. like, this, this is meant to be a very well-trained, like, you know, he's an ultimate defender of Egypt. <laughs> and so he's setting fire. himself on fire. Every once like, in a while. Oh, yeah, I'm the defender of Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> we oh. can all be perfect. <laughs> My one weakness! <laughs> my Self-immolation! Uh, so, okay, the thing is, graphics aside, characters aside, okay, the aesthetics sound amazing. Oh, it's pretty. Now, here's the important First question. time you go to Alexandria? Holy shit, oh, that's yeah. pretty shit, dude. Okay, but this is what all the Last King fans want to know. How's the stealth and parkour, sir? Um, the parkour is pretty 
pretty decent actually. Okay. Uh, Any serious improvements or? Uh, no. I would it's say that the same, it's actually. about the same because I think they got the parkour down pat. So it's consistent from the best yeah. Assassin's Creed. I mean, yeah. I much as I share upon Assassin's Creed Three, I think that was where they got parkour. Parkour, 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 parkour. 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 A windowsill or go for a door and you start climbing up the ceiling. No, down, down. Bad. Yeah, I know what you mean. I've had more accidents flying off instead of laying, landing into a haystack in oh, part yeah. two and part three compared to this one. I so. swear, also, I maybe it's just been since uh, Black Flag was a bit more forgiving. The uh, synchronization points where you have to jump off, they're far more finicky than I remember. Because I was looking slightly off center. And I just went jumping off into the great unknown <laughs> instead of into the haystack. I didn't find that problem to be honest. Compared it's to the last It's happened to games. me more than once, and I, maybe it's just me. But I feel like you know you you perfectly lined up, and then like maybe your hands by something. You go no shit. <laughs> uh, but goodbye. I'm not long for this world. <laughs> stealth wise, it's harder. I you definitely feel like you can stealth around and kill everything. But you need to be very aware of the movement patterns of all the guards. Like you need to make sure you've tagged every single one of them with Senior. Because more than once, I was like, okay, it's all clear. You've missed that one guy. I've got my target. I'm moving on. Hey, you! Stop! I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Where did he come from? Like, <laughs> I, and also, the weird thing is that um, you go into slow motion when you're caught. Like, you're like, hey, you! Stop! <laughs> isn't, this the, isn't this the time for you to whip out the heat-seeking bow and arrows? Or I press try or I mash so, triangle to stand the nearest person. Everything you do is in slow motion as well. Like it's also meant to be like if you're right right next to them, you can quickly just mash the assassination button. You go, uh, <laughs> yeah. Sleep. <laughs> and for the most part, assassination still feels pretty good, right? You can't do the two people at the same time, but you can do a chain assassination, where like you stab one person and you throw a knife at the other person. But that's a skill you have to unlock because there's now a. It's an action RPG now. Yeah. It's an action RPG with numbers and everything. Hmm. And you know, skill trees and everything. Skill trees yep. and uh, loot they have to pick up and you have to swap because like, some uh, weapons give poison damage, some give you health back on critical attacks, some give you back health on hits, some get, do fire damage. But I think this is the obvious evolution for the series. Oh, of course. Where else can yeah. it go? I mean, you, how do you make it even more stealthy? Yeah, I mean, I think that... Oh yeah. wait, yeah, you can introduce the cardboard box mechanic. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> or become Splinter Cell. You know? Like But the way I see it, I guess Tom and I we actually talked a little bit earlier on whether this is actually a good path for Assassin's Creed to go to and I, I think honestly uh, sure, why not? Yeah. Uh I think that I feel I'm probably a bit more believing than you are, but I feel like this is the first game since Assassin's Creed Brotherhood to feel like an Assassin's Creed game. Okay, so it's it feel, a return to form. It feels like you're actually an assassin. Mm -hmm. Because in most of the other games, you could just like, you know, slice and dice your way through. Like, Black Flag, I love Black Flag. Like, the, you only had to do the stealth missions when the game said, now is a stealth mission. Yeah. But mostly it's a crafting pirate simulator. Yeah, yeah you're basically swashbuckling your way and out. And you can things. literally just cut your way through everything with very little difficulty here. Unless you are being stealthy, it is very, very, very tough. Like, mm -hmm. it's not forcing you, 
but it's definitely making your life far more easy if you do become like a stealthy magoo. Okay. And that's what I appreciate. It feels like without relying on the cheap tricks like um, um, Arcane Studios does with uh, Dishonored, mm-hmm. it feels like believable, assassin-y, like hiding in the shadows. And makes you fly, makes you like fly away more or just run away from danger. Up if you're actually getting yeah, more of enemies. Yeah. Like when you hear the word assassin, especially with Assassin's Creed, like, wouldn't the creed be to be hidden yeah. constantly? Yeah, and you do feel that. I mean, not to the detriment of actually fighting, because there are moments where you do have to fight, mm. and it actually feels like a decent fighting engine for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Well, that but that does make they sense. They should have figured it out after ten games and ten and years. Eleven games. Better late than never. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, overall, I would say despite there are a few quibbles, like some things are definitely not perfect, and there are bugs, but you know, it is a massive uh, sandbox game where it's pretty much seamless. There are going to be some bugs, like you can't expect something to be perfectly clean code. Is this after day one patch? No, right. This, this is after day one patch. Um, I did get a patch where my frames dropped like, like crazy. Oh. I don't was it a graphic driver patch? Uh, no. no, I think it's because they hadn't updated. Nvidia hadn't updated the drivers, and I think Origin did something stupid. Like, not Origin. Uh, Uplay. Oh. Uplay was doing something stupid, and so I was capped at twenty-five frames for some session. Speaking of capped at twenty-five frames, did you get your free copy of Watch Dogs? Oh. <laughs> I already owned it. So me too. Anybody want a free copy of Watch Dogs? Hey, tell your friends at the last game podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah come, come talk to us. We'll hook you up. Yeah, we'll hook you up. We, we'll send you the link. Send you the link. No, but uh, so besides uh, the combat, besides the environment and the characters uh-huh. and the stealth and the parkour. So let's talk about the crocodile now. Oh, <laughs> uh, the wildlife. It feels like proper wildlife in that. They're it, wild. It can come out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> I more than once I've just been walking down, like especially in places like Memphis, which is very close to the water. Like do 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 do, boom! Like why am I combat? <sighs> oh for fuck! Like snap! Like and they're tough to kill. Hey. Oh yeah, it's been like you only you can't really go up close and attack them because you can go up and like you know slice slice slice. They'll bite you and then they'll turn around and hit you with a tail. And that stings like a motherfucker. But if you run away, do they chase after you? Uh, a little bit. They're not as mean as the hippos. Oh, the hippos are fast. The hippos, like, don't be sub- don't be fooled by their lumbering gait. They are fast motherfuckers, and they will not forget you. I thought they were like the teddy bears. <laughs> no, they're not. They <laughs> are eyes and their teeth are for sure, man. They are horrifying <laughs> and so hard to kill. Like. The only way to properly kill them is to stand on a building just above the reach and just keep shooting into their head. Yeah, predator bulls and uh, yeah, your warrior Really wander into the town areas and... Sometimes, yeah. Really? Oh. Yeah, like one and once I'm just walking through a village and suddenly there's a hippo. Like, oh, for fuck's sake. I need to get there. I don't have any arrows left. Can you just go around it? No. Uh, not easy. Uh, I guess you could climb up, yeah. Can you... Climb the hippo. <laughs> no, not climb the hippo. No. Climb around. Yeah, yeah and but it's not just them. Like, you've got lions. Lions are actually not too hard to fight if there's one of them. There's never one of them. <laughs> They're always coming back. Yeah, remember, lions live in pride. Pride, pride, sorry, pride. And I came across one pride who had, I'm shitting you not, 11 fucking lions. Wow. And they all fucking mobbed me. And oh my, it was. Um, Wait, but. It, yeah. Uh, but why don't you just run? Not one of fight it. Not one of the Because I had to moments. be there. I had something to do with it, so I had to kill them all. 
And also, like, you feel a bit guilty because just about every fucking animal is sacred to somebody in Egypt. So I feel like you're committing some kind of crime. I don't think lion, it's okay. No. Back in the day, oh, no. they were like, that, That's a lion goddess. That, that's sacred. There is? Yeah. I know. Oh, wait. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember what she's called, but there's a there's a subplot dealing with her where you fight as her guardian, whatever. Oh, wait. Yeah, there's a weird supernatural element in this game. Let me get to that. Um, the part where you fight a giant snake. Yes, yes. What happened to that? That's a fever tree. dream. Oh, okay. Uh, which doctor gives you a weird concoction because you're helping a woman not have a miscarriage. Okay. It makes sense in context. <laughs> okay, okay. And just like the scorpion. And king. basically, yeah, you just you run down <laughs> that and was then a whole fever dream, suddenly <laughs> you're on a boat shooting this big snake because it's eaten your heart because you've given it up to be weighed against great scales. As okay. they do, yeah. And then you kill the snake and then you get your heart back and then you go to heaven and you meet your son who died in the beginning of the game. Mm -hmm. Like that's your big pushing point. Wait, you eat your son? No, no. You get your heart back and you meet your oh, son. Oh, you meet your son. Because uh, your son was killed in the beginning of the game and that's your personal drive towards the wider ambition of helping So that's the emotional the art yeah, dealing with the death of your son. Yeah, and it's it's pretty well handled. There's another kid which dies later on in the game which was emotionally harrowing but it felt like they moved very quickly. Hmm. Uh, in the course of one short side mission, you meet her, she's lovely, she's cute, she says things that make me go, Aw, she's cute, something is bad gonna happen to her. <laughs> of course. Yes. And of course it happens, but you think, oh, it's fine, I'm gonna go save her. No, she dead. She really, really dead. They don't shy away from her being dead. And But it makes it when you kill the person responsible for her dying, was it felt satisfying. Mm. Because you end up, like, Bike is screaming the name of the girl who died to this person. As a kind of, like, you know... In the other games, when you kill someone, you have this weird, like, uh, like, uh, seance where you're talking to the dead person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, the one where it's, you're holding the dead body, you know, and talking to them. Yeah, but you're actually, like, walking around each other in, like, this weird inky blackness, like, um, the, uh, like the between world in Stranger Things. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, that was actually a nice touch. I kind of missed those, you know, seance it, talks, you know. It was, it was it nice, was and that, yeah. it did feel like it added to the wider narrative whole, like, Honestly, I think the writing is the strongest that it's really ever been in this game. They've paid a lot of attention to that and the wider thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if there's much else I can talk about. But I guess you've been talking mostly about. I can't wait to fight the giant snake. I can tell you that. Sorry. <laughs> I can't wait to fight the giant snake in the fever dream. That's for that. It's actually not that difficult. Because you get limited ammo. Wondering, like, the thing about me, whenever I play an Assassin's Creed game, the most important thing is the detail in the world, the ability to explore, and just yeah. fucking around. Oh, there's like, a yeah. lot of exploring lot of and fucking around. Is this around. like Witcher Three big or? Basically, that's the be that's the best comparison I can give to this game. I it think is it's like a, it's Witcher all, Three. I think it is it the same size or bigger? Um, not the same. I mean, maybe not the same, but it's similar in that yeah. sense. And and then, in, in scale, scope. Yeah, and, I bet. It feels better than like, I. Far Cry is also really big, but sometimes it. There's feels, nothing to do in yeah. between things. But there yeah. is a lot to do here. I mean, apart from side missions, like there's a lot of uh, tombs to explore. Like you can explore the Great Pyramid. You can actually go in. Yeah, there. and there's a lot of puzzle solving, like uh, old Tomb Raider style, mm. which wow. actually was very well done. Like it was actually pretty fiendish puzzles, which you have to think about, mm. which I was quite impressed by. So basically, value for money. Oh, absolutely. I, they've also included the naval missions again. Like, that's back. Uh, on the Nile? On the open sea. Like, you okay. uh, use a trireme and you actually have to ram things and you have, like, firebombs and arrows. Quite well done. You can race in the Hippodrome. Like, you race chariots, like Ben-Hur. With hippos. 
No, 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 the hippodrome, dude. <laughs> Hippo means horse in Greek. I'm very confused already. No, basically, hippodrome is like the horse. Uh, so, why did it, what did it call hippos? Horses. Hippopotamus is a river horse. Oh. There you you, go. You the can't more see, you know. The, the more, more you know. know. Last King Focus. Really educational. Yeah. <laughs> the more you know. Uh, Alright, so let's talk about loot boxes. No loot boxes. That's it. Alright. Let's buy this game yes. right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are microtransactions. I do have to mention that. Yes, we have to mention. But we ignored it, basically. And honestly, apart from one splash screen at the very beginning of the game, mm -hmm. they don't really ever push in your face ever again. It is easily accessible, but you have to go to the map screen. And then in the corner, it says, go to the store. Mm -hmm. But it's only weapons. And like you can buy like starter packs. Like They give you a map for certain missions. like. If you want to be a baby about yeah, it. Yeah, right? or like uh, you can buy extra um, crafting. Arrows and stuff, right? Yeah, an extra crafting uh, set because there's crafting, like stuff to help speed you along. But honestly, the progression is good enough here where it doesn't feel like you're saving that much time. And they're not being obnoxious about it, which is it's actually not commendable. Shadow, it's not Shadow Ubisoft. War levels of like trading slog for hard earned cash. And I, the only, like, the closest you get to a loot box is you get these daily quests from this little uh, kid who's a trader. Mm -hmm. But it's only the, like, the within the world currency, like the money you earn from killing bodies. Okay. Like, you don't buy that with real game money. Well, you can, but it's so indirect that it doesn't feel like that. And you earn that money so damn quickly. So it's like very non-intrusive microtransactions. Uh, it's least. still there, and it's still like a sore point in my in my mind like this really shouldn't be here whatsoever what's its place in the single player game when uh, you think it about shouldn't it? be there but it is so obtrusive I didn't even think about it it's not like with Shadow of War where anytime you post it's like look at the marketplace come meet the, the Shylock no here there's nothing equivalent like it feels kind of like uh, the interface becomes so different that it feels like the game is saying what are you doing here get, get back out there come on <laughs> yeah. It's not fun here. There's nothing nice here. Go back. Go, go, go back to Egypt. Go back to Egypt. Yeah, go play with the hippos. Not too close. Yeah. Not too close. <laughs> All right. So, um, seems like a stunning review. So, what is your score, sir? Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Nine wow, out of ten. Nice. I mean, definitely not a perfect game, but honestly, it, it was a bit of a slow burn for the first five hours or so that I was playing. I was a bit like, nah, I don't know. But once you get over the the original hump, the original hump where like. Uh, even the controls which are a bit awkward I cut they make sense once you wrap your head around them a little bit so once you scale the learning curve it's nothing but the game after that it's it's and also like there is there are quite a few cutscenes but there's still so much gameplay mm. and a lot of the walking and talking like you can do walk and talk but if there's something else you want to do you can go do that yeah. there's one final thing I want to mention which is <laughs> The tie-in with the mummy movie. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> the Dark Universe. Which is for... coming out later. It's part of the season pass. Um, there are these... Once you kill one of the story mission guys, yeah. there are these new like mini-bosses called Philakes. And they what are... are the Philakes? Uh, like the, uh, that's a Greek word for officer. And they're these okay. special enemies which appear on the map as a red helmet with horns. And when you get near them, there's a special like... <laughs> noise, like a klaxon. <laughs> oh, and shit. They are fucking tough. Like, they can insta-kill you if you're not careful. So, okay. But there is a special mission to kill them all. And it feels really rewarding when you kill them off. But if you get caught unawares, that's your ass, my friend. <laughs> like, you do not survive an encounter if you're not prepared for it. Yeah. Especially if the other soldiers are around. Like, you're, you're gone. You might as well just run the yeah. fuck away. 
So there you go, a very stellar review from Eccentric Tom for Assassin's Creed Origins, the 11th in the series. After so many of these I games, did. dude. I am yeah. just as surprised as you were. I thought I would be burnt out. I think it is because I didn't play Unity and uh, Syndicate. I think, yeah. If it, helped a lot when, it helped a lot when they had that break that happened around 2016. Just, yeah. you know, no and Assassin's Creed game except for that. Give a chance for people to miss yeah. the series. And yeah. I feel like it showed that Ubisoft took the time to really learn. Yeah. Not completely because it does pull some other bullshit. Like uh, the Nivo is back, mm. and it's back with something else. What? Uh, I don't know. It's something else proprietary, but it can chew through your CPU like nothing else. Mm. Uh, at one point, I was stuttering a bit. I uh, uh, which is their third-party yeah I, bullshit. I uh, minimized the task manager. Yeah. Uh, Hundred percent of my CPU was being taken up by AC Origins. Really? Yeah. I. My computer, which is, it's not a slouch, it's a really good laptop, but still really good, it was suffering. So, um, yeah, Ubisoft, cut out with this bullshit, like, you've said that, you said it yourself, DRM doesn't work. So, <coughs> <coughs> Your hypocrisy you showing. Happened, yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, I, oh, fuck you, play. Like, there's no reason for them to make me install another fucking DRM storefront. Look, Ubisoft needs you to help them mine their Bitcoin, okay? What uh, <laughs> other reason is there? I also want to say something Ubisoft. Like, take your time with this series. I mean, do what you've done with Origins. Oh, yeah. Just take two years, no releases in between. Yeah, do not announce the next Assassin's Creed next year at E3. Yeah, there at, you go. At most, announce like the big standalone. No, no, no. Or at least, on at least Skull and Bones right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's next year. That, no, that's just Singapore. That's like... That's another game. There's, there's another to do with 50 other studios and like Ubisoft's umbrella that could be working on. Yeah. I think the no, because their next Far Cry is coming out next, so I, I don't know what they have. Yeah. Oh, it's the, the so basically, if you're announcing Assassin's Creed, release it in 2019, not 2019, 2019 or preferably 2020. Thank you. Earlier yes. in the year, not at the same time as three other games, for fuck's sake. That's just stupid, honestly. I think, but here's a. Okay, let's have some fun with this. Where would you like the next setting for Assassin's Creed to take place? What, that's what a, hasn't been done yet? That's a tough one because like Asia just, has it, Asia been represented? Um, Not really. No, I, no, no, the, no, no, in no. the 2D platform, there's one yes. called there's one set in China. Yeah, uh, I mean, like the easy one is feudal Japan. Yeah, because then you can be an actual ninja. Yeah. that would be cool. Would uh, you might be it might be competing with another game that was announced by Sucker Punch, Ghost of Tsujima. If I yeah, oh. Actually, I think they could do more Native American stuff, like Mesoamerican stuff, like just before the conquistadors arrive. That could work. Because like, you know the Mayans and Aztecs and stuff. Like, like that. have you seen uh, the the floor plan of Tenochtitlan? Okay. It's yeah. crazy. It's an entire city on a lake, like full of canals and everything. Hmm. It'd be like the Venice level, but huge. Hmm. Uh, that's why Jeremy Clarkson showing. <laughs> also, how about, how about in Russia? I mean, they did that for the two D platform. Um, I don't have much interest for it. It could work. I a personal thing that like I have. <laughs> no, maybe nice historic wise because then you can tell the alternate version of the czar and everything. Yeah, I mean another one I would like kind of personally is um, go back to like the revolutionary wars, like maybe during the Napoleonic era, mm -hmm. but not in France, in like the Low Countries, oh. like the the theater of war where everyone was fighting all the damn time. Okay. So stuff like uh, Yugoslavia when it was no, still a thing. No, Brussels, Amsterdam, all, oh, the, right, all right. the Dutch cities, Lower Germany, like you know, digging around on the Rhine. No, Assassin's Creed set in like Venice would be fun. Oh wait, they did that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The Renaissance period. 
you could do uh, the Dark Ages. You could do the Invasion of Islam. I mm. like, or you could see like the just before the Crusades, or right? the actual. But they did right. They did Jerusalem and stuff like that. Yeah, but that's that's already established. Like, we, mm. actually, we could see like the actual birth of the Hashashim. Mm. Like maybe we could see like there was already kind of a secret society that existed, mm-hmm. but then they saw that they could gain credibility through um, approaching the Shias and saying. We will be your militant arm or something. Actually, you that'd know, be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. This is what I'm gonna predict. You know what they're gonna do? They're yeah. gonna do a fucking like advanced warfare Assassin's Creed in, in the, the future. Space. You know where you have like instead of bows and arrows, you have like laser ray guns, guns that yeah. bend and go around corners and everything. Oh wait, yeah, like watchdogs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, the open world felt a lot like watchdogs in many regards, just without the cars. Mm. Just um, the hippos. Yeah. Or maybe we should have um, Assassin's Creed Singapore. No. Jumping from HDB block to HDB block. I'll just be complaining maybe, about maybe how around inaccurate yeah. board key looked. You know. Yeah. Well, like every yes is slightly too much to the left. Uh, anyway, but okay. So there you go. This has been a very uh, historically accurate. Asking for well, yeah, you know, we we started with an Odyssey and we went back in time to the origins, and uh, now well, we are out. Now we're getting out of here. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, tune in again next week where JLA is a thing. Where we might be like, oh my god, JLA was great, or like, ah, oh, so that was a piece of shit, huh? Um, or we could be indifferent about it. So hedge your bets, yeah. So tune in next week when that happens, and uh, well, I think we should be signing out right now. So okay. Uh, Big ups to um, Mario Odyssey, yep, stellar review, and also Assassin's Creed Origins. A nice return to form yeah, after a, a long nice time. surprising return to form. Mm-hmm. So uh, this has been uh, Doctor Shafik. This has been Eccentric Tom. And yeah, this is Mr. Tafi and Rawls signing out. Goodbye.